We pray. Sanctify us, O Lord, with your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. My friends in Christ gathered together on this Memorial Day weekend, a weekend in which uh, many things are celebrated. Obviously, we have the commemoration of those who have given their lives in service of our armed forces. And yet over the, the passage of time, perhaps unfortunately, Memorial Day weekend has also become consumed with the beginning of summer and maybe even a time of, of initial travels to, to be on the road to visit. And so with that in mind, allow me to share just a, a memory that I have of, of my childhood. And it had to do with, with those times during the summer, and that's when we usually could get away for just a little while, when, when my parents would get ready to take us on a trip. I have a very fond memory of, of always going with my father to the local AAA agency. And when we would go, it would be because my, my dad would always require that before we would go on any trip, we had to get the trip tick. How many of you know what I'm talking about with the trip tick? Oh my goodness, this is sad. The trip tick doesn't exist anymore, my friends. But what it was was this beautiful thing that AAA would lay out for you. They would, would ask where you were heading and they would create um, a very narrow map that was created in, or turned into a booklet, and it would tell you exactly how you would most efficiently get from point A to point B. And it would list just the streets or the, the cities or the locations that you would go through on your way and make sure that you would navigate the roads correctly. You see, it was different than, than the, the, the regular travel atlases that they used to have because those might focus in on an entire state or an entire region. The triptych was, you are at point A, you need to get to point B, and this is the exact path you will go. And I remember, my dad would pull out his highlighters, and he would be tracing the routes, planning the stops, and then we would take the trip. And he would always say, if we were ever questioning if we were on the right path, he'd say, you got to check, check the trip deck. Check your guide. I think of that because if we continue on the theme of the journey, and it's a blessed theme, it's the idea that you and I are blessed to be able to set out on a new path. And the path is not one that we could have chosen for ourselves, but rather... It's the freedom to be able to begin life anew based on the truth of the resurrection, based on the knowledge that Christ carried out everything he said he would do. And we are on that new path. But as we are prone to do, we sometimes start to veer from the course a little bit. And when that happens, we need to make sure we're checking with our guide. 
make sure that we're still on that path and make sure that the journey is still heading in the right direction. And so that's really what we're going to do this morning. And we do it by listening to Jesus explaining some key concepts to his disciples that continue to hold true for you and me today. And so we take a look at John chapter 14. We start with verse 23. Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. It's the word of our Lord. I don't know if you've picked up on this trend that our lessons have demonstrated over the last couple of weeks. But now that we are post-Easter, that is to say, living in the reality of of the truth that Christ did in fact show himself to be victorious over the the enemies of sin, death, and the devil, that he did in fact rise from the dead, we have been going back to conversations that happened pre-Easter. And the same holds true today. In John chapter 14, we once again have Jesus talking with his disciples right before that culminating act of giving his life on the cross, right before his resurrection from the dead. Because Jesus knew what had to happen, and he was trying to prepare his disciples for the journey that was to start after the fact. And I always wonder in my mind if this conversation would continue to to ring in their ears, to be replayed in their minds as they, the disciples, that first generation of Christians would continue on their, their new journey. And I pray it did because these words are so valuable because Jesus is saying, on your new journey, when you're tempted to redefine key concepts and, and get off the path to the right or to the left, check with me, your guide, and make sure that you're still following what I've instructed. And so we're going to do that together. We're going to check with our guide on this journey, make sure we're still calibrated correctly, and we're 
we're on the path. And what does our guide do? Our guide helps define such a key concept. This is the concept. Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. And conversely, he says, he who does not love me will not obey my teaching. Do you understand what Jesus is saying here? He is defining something on this journey that we otherwise would not necessarily follow or believe to be true. He's defining the word love for us. And, and we talk about love so often in church. In fact, do you remember we talked about that new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you? And churches are known for talking about love. Because if church and the promise of God is worth anything, it's to instruct people that we ought to live a life of love. The problem is, is that on that journey, we so often take that word love and we define it in a way that God would never define it. Which sounds strange and yet so true. But Jesus is saying, let's talk about love, what love is lest you get off the path to the right or to the left. If you love me, you're going to obey my commands. And that's where we start to hang our heads. Because Jesus is telling us, Jesus, our, our guide on this new journey, is saying this is what the Christian life looks like. You don't get to define love, I do. And in case you're questioning my credentials, let's talk about that for a little while. I am love incarnate. I am the one who, who left heaven out of love for you to take your place, to be among you, to live with you under the law so that in the love that I have for you, I would give my life for you. So I know something about true love. You will, you will see it demonstrated for you in the next couple of days when I give my life and then take it back and I pay for your sins. And so with that in mind, we say, well, let's talk about love. And Jesus says, if you love me, then every single thing that I have told you those are the things you want to hang on to. Those are the things that, that you want to, to live by because that's what love looks like. And so if we're on this journey, we might not have trip ticks anymore, but something that I know you're very familiar with would be all the GPS technology that's available, whether on phone whether on standalone GPS units, and something you're very familiar with is what happens when you're on the path and then you deviate from it, you can hear the voice saying over and over again, recalculating. And it's an annoying voice, right? Because it's telling you you did something wrong, and yet you're thankful for it. Because it's pushing you back to the right path. In my sinful heart, what it's hearing right now is Jesus is saying, 
on that journey, sometimes we need to recalculate. Because I have gone off on my own and I've tried to redefine love in a sinful way. Because if I love God, no, that's not how I define love. You know who I love the most? I love myself. I love to make myself happy. I love to choose the things in this world that are going to bring me glory or bring me honor or bring me joy. And in second place, I love to make other people feel happy. Which means I'm willing to tell people what they want to hear just to brighten up their day, to look them in the eyes, and forget about the truth. I'm just going to tell you what you what you think you want to hear because I love you. Isn't that what churches are all about? We're supposed to show love for each other and for ourselves. And Jesus is saying, hold up, recalculate. That's not love. You, you've gone off the path. If you love me, you'll obey my commands. And then we start to see the big picture again. You see, Jesus is God incarnate. He is also love incarnate. And every instruction that he has given to us, his creation, was given with the intent to show us the true way, the right way, the loving way, even when those commands become burdensome to our sinful heart. He doesn't say you have the right to second-guess me. He doesn't say that you get to to lay out everything that Scripture says and put it on the table and pick and choose the kind of sort of easy, fun ones to keep. No, he says they're all given to you for the purpose of keeping you on the path. See, he's defining love for us, but then he goes even further. He says, but don't worry. I'm going to teach you how to do that. Because all this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. What an awesome promise. And it's a promise that might rub us a little bit the wrong way when we think that we know it all, but here is the promise of a teacher, an instructor. We check with our guide and he says, here, here is one who's going to let you in on these things. And we're celebrating the end of the school year and the students are thinking, I never want to open a textbook again. I don't want any more exams. I'm done. But this teaching is okay. He says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to instruct you. Now think about that in the context that Jesus was teaching this was before the the old the, this was before the New Testament books had been written. And so what does he say? He says, "Now that you watch me conquer death on your behalf, you will be starting to see things come into play and truths line up. And if there's any confusion in your mind, the Holy Spirit is going to to clarify for that for you, which the apostles were blessed to receive as they Put the word of God into scripture for you and for me. The counselor guided them 
And he continues to guide you and me as we check our guide, which is found right here. You see, he defines love for us, and then he, he reminds us that we have an instructor, and the instructor is not going to be our conscious. It's not going to be popular society. It's going to be the immutable and holy word of God. And we give thanks for that because it's in this unchanging word that you can go back every day and find that the love of God has not wavered one bit. You can go back to the word of God after the successes of life and see that God's love is real, but you can also go back to the word of God after the deepest and darkest and most disappointing moments of your life. And you can see that God's love has not wavered a bit. Just check the guide. It holds true. Because even in those days when the devil wants to convince you that the love of God has been, has grown cold and is, is, is distant in your lives, you go back to the word and you say, no, it's not. It is right here. The truth, the foundation upon which is built remains. Christ was victorious and the journey we are on is the correct one. Keep checking the guide. And as you do so, you'll see the final aspect of one who gives you peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do you see what he's saying? He actually makes the point of saying, I'm not going to give you as this world gives you. Thank the Lord for that. Because of all the allures of this world, of all the things that this world gives, it is so, so good at giving you a hollow sense of peace. The peace that lasts during the day and then flees at night when your conscience begins to bother you. The peace that is so temporary and so fleeting, where at last one moment is gone the other. And he says, I don't want to give to you like that, but I did come to give you peace. And if you're ever starting to feel that peace pulled away from you, go back and check the guide. Check my word. Listen to the words of my counselor, and you will see that I came to still your heart. That famous phrase, do not let your hearts be troubled, is God saying, do not let your hearts be like the open sea where the waves are raging and you have the the seven-foot waves pushing over the bank. No, that's not a calm sea at all. Don't let your hearts be troubled like that. I want it to be placid and calm. Which reminds us that on this journey that we're on, when we receive trials and tribulations on one side and temptations on the other, and we start to get blown one way or the other, and we start to feel all the distresses of this world pouring in on us, then we check our guide and we see a peace that the world won't understand. It's the calm in the eye of the storm. And as the people in your life look at you, 
and they say, how in the world can you remain calm when our country is going in bad direction, when the world is at war with each other, when people's love for one another seems to be growing cold, when there are problems that we've never seen before, when, 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 when the climate is changing and when issues are arising that is just bringing us to our knees, the Christian holds firm on the journey with a peace that only the Lord can give. Just check the guide. And as we continue in our Christian lives, emboldened and confident in Christ's victory, we are privileged to carry his name forward, to follow his word, to obey his commands, because our love is for him who so deeply loved us. I'm a little disappointed that so few of you understand the value of a triptych. I love those things. But I joke. You know the value of a GPS. You know the value of knowing where you need to get to. How much more so when it comes to our spiritual lives and we have the guide in front of us. Let's just keep checking it and keep the journey going. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, may it guide your hearts and your minds in Jesus our Lord. Amen.